Edspire listeners, and welcome to the show. With us today is Ryan Gallagher, and he is the host of the Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast, which I highly recommend that you check out today. His episodes are awesome and have already inspired me personally and professionally. In his podcast, Ryan seeks out experts who are in the top of their field to talk about topics like PTSD, financial stress, sleep, the mind-body connection, addiction, mental health, depression, fitness, and so much more. And on this episode, Ryan is going to talk about the game changers that impacted his life and allow him and have inspired him to do the work that he's doing today that is affecting so many people. And one of the special things that he's going to talk about is an educator that impacted his life as early as elementary school. And that's really special for Danny and myself and all the elementary educators out there because we don't always immediately see the, the results of our impact um, just because the, the kids are so young. So it's always a really great feeling when we hear from successful adults um, when they mention people who inspired them um, as early as elementary school. So we're really excited for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And as always, thank you for listening. All right, Inspire listeners, we have Ryan Gallagher on with us today. And he is, uh, first and foremost, he is a husband. He is a father. He's a firefighter and mental health advocate. And he has his own podcast. It's the Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. And it's definitely something you should check out. And I'm going to let Ryan explain a little bit about what that podcast is. But, you know, the the theme or the topic for the show today is going to be the experience of learning and the game changers who help us along the way, right? Life is hard. And I think our main goal for being here is just to do anything and everything we can to help each other. And Ryan is doing some amazing things um, to really help people um, who are struggling. Um, and he's doing that through some of the things that he's dealt with in his life. And he just has an amazing story. Um, if you are an educator, you need to stay tuned for this episode. If you are a prince or you're a parent, you need to stay tuned to this episode because there's a lot of great information uh, that we are going to share. So, Ryan, welcome to the show. We're really glad that you're here. Thank you. I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to have me. And thanks for opening with uh, husband and father. A lot of people are like, <laughs> firefighter. And it's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, husband and father. I think those are those that's, are very, very big jobs. That's my key. Very yeah, that's my uh, world right now. So, yeah. no, I appreciate that. This is good. This is gonna be good. Well, so first, before, can you tell us a little bit about what your podcast um, is about? Because I, I we've been listening to it, and I just think that it'd be really valuable for our listeners um, to be able to check out that awesome information as well. Yeah. So my podcast is Mental Edge um, Lifestyle. And that's, you can get it basically anywhere you listen to podcasts, but obviously your main one, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, um, just search me and find it. And the end goal or the start of my podcast was just, as we talked about kind of off air, I was just, I felt there was a need for something uh, and for people to open up and just talk about mental health. And it's becoming bigger and bigger, not only the podcast, but just mental health in general, because it's huge. We focus so much on, you know, nutrition and physical, but without, without having, you know, a sound mind, you're not going to really get too far uh, in life or in any of your goals. So I just basically started reaching out to people that would come on and share their story that have had a problem, have struggled, whether they're, you know, a counselor, um, 
I've had financial people come on, uh, natural paths. And again, when I say share their story, they either share their profession and how they can help in the mental health field or what they've been through and where it kind of took them today. So it, it's been interesting. And like I said, I've had, I've had pro hockey players on. I've got um, some fitness guys coming up, Olympic swimmers coming up, a sports psychologist. So it's, it's been really interesting and fun. And, and I love, love podcasts. So I was like, I may as well just start one. Love talking to people. Yeah. One thing. So it's like, okay, I, I'm good at talking to people and just, and then, uh, and then I love listening. It's free information. So why not do it? And, and I just selfishly learn some stuff on, along the way, right? If I don't know something, I can find a guest and be like, I'm just going to talk to you for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's our goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, yeah, it's been fun. It's been really well, cool. And I actually heard um, about you. Uh, so I mentioned earlier that my boyfriend is a firefighter, and I don't know if our listeners know that, but um, and, and he's he's in a mental health and just, you know, personal growth. And he's always sharing uh, podcasts or books that he thinks that I might be interested in. Well, he was listening to a uh, podcast for firefighters called Multiple Calls, Multiple Calls Podcast, and you were on the episode, and, and he was listening and, and sent it to me and said, hey, I think you'd really enjoy this. And, and as I started to listen to it, I just couldn't help but relate to a lot of, just personally, a lot of things that you shared um, about your story. But then also as a school counselor, I, th- I kept thinking about my stu- my students currently and, and some of the things that they're they're dealing with. And it just really, um, you know, I just I had to contact you and, and, and have you on the show because you are a game changer. But then you also talked about some game changers that uh, positive influenced your life in very positive ways and just wanted to talk about that. So well, I, I appreciate guess- that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Ryan, like we talked about like the podcast and all like the great guests you have coming up and guys, listeners, make sure you do reach out and, and look Ryan up um, because they are, there are some dynamite episodes. Can you talk to, uh, to us a little bit about your story and kind of how you got to saying, Hey, you know, there, there has to be change. We have to be able to start opening up about mental health. Can you kind of, for our listeners, kind of, you know, go over your story and how you came to that? Yeah. In terms of, Hey, we got to talk about mental health. It, it started though with me getting my own mental health under control before I could even attempt to help other people, right? And I think that's one thing we got to really push is like you got to get your own stuff in order, or you can't help anybody. And we're so quick to be eager to help other people, but we don't we don't help ourselves. So mine was uh, my dad passed away when I was 16 years old. Um, but it wasn't just your normal, okay, you're, you know, you lose your father at 16. He, he actually dropped in front of me, had a heart attack. Um, and I ended up having to give him CPR. It was a half day of school. I happened to come home. I don't, it was one of those random, like a half day for something for, uh, uh, so I came home to grab, um, football stuff. Cause I had football practice. I was going back later in the day. He happened to be home. My mom happened to be home when she was working at my school at the time. She came home for lunch the whole bit. My dad said he's got some pain. And then uh, my mom's like, okay, I'm just going back to work. He thought it was just from physio. He had some shoulder and back stuff. And then as soon as she left, he was talking to me. Pain got worse. He's looking out of the window. He goes, call an ambulance, call your mom. Hits the floor. So it's like, "Uh uh-oh, okay. So I don't know what's going on here. So call my mom really quick. She boots home right around the corners of my school. And I I get on the phone with 911. And they just kind of walk me through, uh, start CPR the whole bit. So he, he passed away in front of me. Uh, well, I'm sure it was in front of me, but they said if they, all the equipment there, if they had all the equipment there and when it happened, they wouldn't have been able to save him. There was such a bad clot. 
Um, so they worked on them like it felt like forever. They worked on them in my house, on the lawn, like on the stretcher, in the ambulance, still out front of my house, and then obviously at the hospital. And now, now being a first responder, I I know those steps, what they're doing, um, and it's probably we can probably get into that later, but probably what guided me into the role I am now in the fire department as a first responder. But so that was the start of kind of, I guess my, I guess out spiral, I guess you could call it, but it wasn't for a long time. My mom kind of said, Hey, you do what you need to do. Do you want to talk to anyone? And of course my response was like, I don't need to talk to anybody. Like, why, why would I talk to a stranger about my feelings? Which is probably someone who's going to listen to this and go, yeah, that's me right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly um, right. And then you fast forward. I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't start drinking till I was 19 years old. I was like, oh, wait, you know, I'm going to follow the rules and, and all that stuff. And then in my 20s, late 20s, just kind of going job to job and trying to figure out what you want to do. And, and I went to university. I'll throw that in there as well. And, and I dropped out of the first year. I was like, ah, this isn't for me. And I went to Brock for sports management, lasted a year, went to Mohawk for communications, finished that, and then thought I'd do a communications degree, didn't, didn't, didn't end up doing that. And then I just started working random jobs, but I was so like unfulfilled and unhappy, but I was social, I was partying, I had fun. So you wouldn't notice anything probably was different. I was pretty fit, you know, doing all that stuff, but I was just partying all the time. Um, and then you know, you start to go through your 20s and navigating life and trying to figure out, hey, what do I want to do? And 24, I'm like, I think I'll do firefighting, start doing courses and have like a purpose. I'll focus on this all while still struggling as like a weekend warrior, we'll call it. Like it was Thursday to Sunday, just drinking yeah. all mm -hmm. the time. Drunkest guy at the party, but life of the party, having so much fun. Everyone else is doing it. I'm doing it. And then 30 hits, I end up, um, you know, I, 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 so I meet my now wife uh before that and then at 30 we um we get married i get my dream job which is the, the fire department and we buy a brand new house so like it's being built everything's great Woo, yeah look at me everything's awesome um and it just got worse so you know the relationship suffered i basically just was drinking every weekend with the guys from work and not really focusing on my own mental health, my own physical health, um, and trying to navigate that. And it just got worse and worse. And and the drinking was the root of it, but it was like, why? Why is that happening? So we can get, I'm sure we can dive deeper into that if you want, but the, the root of it was the trauma that happened to me at 16 years old that I just never dealt with. And I didn't realize how bad it was until yes. you get into your 30s. Yeah, and then so like I I imagine you know the sixteen year old like maybe not knowing how to express you know your feelings at that point and and like you're saying we talked before just like mental health is now just nowadays within the last you know five years or so is now becoming uh, you know a big deal. Um, wondering like do do you feel like it was just an underlying issue that that you had in the back of your mind that you you know chose drinking to kind of put it away or did you feel like you had a structured life and that you felt like everything was good or i'm just trying to uh, maybe help some more followers that could be in a similar situation was it you know how did what was your thought process like as you were going through those those years i was using it as like to cope as a crutch for sure uh i didn't have healthy outlets to like i played like i played sports like i said i'd go to the gym and stuff but it wasn't as fulfilling as, as, you know, I could just drink and just kind of have fun and forget about stuff. And, 
and drink to excess and just not really care. And I guess, and that was mainly what it was. I was, but it was all, I think a part of me, I was so angry that I couldn't save them. And I think that really, really, uh, pushed me into like, kind of just, I'll just drink and I'll just get over it. Cause it, I always thought about them. I always talk about them to people. So I always had that outlet and I'd go visit them, but that was just so unfulfilled. And I think it was because I couldn't, I can't change what happened. Um, and looking back, you know, these things happen for a reason, I guess. But yeah, I was really mad at that situation. So it just led me into drinking. And that was the only way I knew how to just kind of blow off steam, I guess. Do you, um, did you ever, something about our listeners too, like when you were getting to the point where you were starting to like say, hey, I think this is a problem. How long had you been thinking that, hey, this is a problem and I might need to stop or get some help? Can you just... Yeah, that I was never so I never really looked at that. I kind of, you know, you just when you're a teenager or you're just or you're just doing this stuff. And I wasn't a teenager, obviously, at the time uh, later on when I was drinking my heaviest. But you look at everybody else. You're like, well, so-and-so's doing it. So-and-so's doing it. So like they're fine, you know, but you don't until you have these conversations to people about what they're going through. Then you can kind of understand it. Um. So I just didn't want to admit, like, I think I got some issues here. And it and it took, I don't know, my 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 wife must have cleaned up my vomit on numerous occasions. And it took she was so good about like, hey, you're all right. You got to figure this out. You got to go talk to somebody because she knew. And we thought about she's a sports psychologist. So she has a little background in kind of noticing some of this stuff. And it was the last time when she was cleaning up my vomit and, you know, I'm passing it out. And she goes, you know, there's only so much longer, you know, a person can or so much you can push a person. And it was that like, oh, man, I got to I got to figure this out. Yeah. One person that's watching me just sabotage is like, you know, how much longer am I going to go? Um, but you also got to do it for yourself. So I just, something clicked and I was like, all right, you know what? That's it. I'm going to go fix this. Went to counseling and within like a session or two, we just pinpointed, it was like, wait, your dad died. It was almost like, oh, hold on a second. Let's go back to that. Like, it's not <laughs> rocket science. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. and you start piecing things together and it's like, here's why I reacted like this. Here's why I did this. And so we just worked through that trauma and becoming okay with like, you couldn't save them. You just couldn't. Like That's just, there's nothing you can do about it. But I didn't, the reason I don't think I came through with like, oh yeah, I got an issue. I should fix this because I didn't have any self-awareness, which is huge now, right? Being understand, understanding when you're in it and how to fix it. And it's something they don't, I don't think they teach. Yeah. Um, you know, you well, that's why I wanted to know what your thought process was. Like, what got you to that point where you're like, oh, okay, now I got to do something. Yeah. Um, part, yeah. A big part was my wife. And then realizing if you want all these things that you say you want in life, then go out and get them. But you have a choice um, kind of to make. And that's that's another one too. Choice. Like, you you have a choice to do this. Um, I, was th- I was actually I was saying something to my wife today about it. Um Mark Devine, he's a Navy SEAL. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Huge, like, mindset guy. And he tells a story about um, two twins, two twin boys that have an alcoholic father. And um, 
they've been asked one goes down one road and is just like a drunk and an alcoholic and the other one gets a family has a great job and when they're asked like okay why do you think you're the way you are their responses are the same oh because i had no choice my father was an alcoholic well hold on a second so the one goes i had no choice i'm going to better myself and the other goes, i had no choice so i'm just going to do what dad did right i have a choice i have a choice to make and i made that choice and my wife was just a little bit of a Kickstarter in a nice way. Hey, figure this out, right? I can choose you and health and happiness, or I can just choose to be alone and miserable. And so I don't know where I'd be if we didn't if we didn't get to that day. Um, so I'm glad. I, in a way, I guess I'm glad it happened because it's it's led me down this path. I get to talk to people like you, and 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 people get to listen to what I have to say. Or just turn me off, whatever they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I love how you you put self awareness because I feel like people, you know, in that position, or you know, and I think it's not people that are in that position, but people nowadays, like we all need to be self aware of of our mental health and, and the balance and the structure that we're you know you know putting ourselves through. And then I love how you said like the choice is you know every every day we have a choice. Um, Let's make sure. Let's reflect on on our actions the previous day and make moves forward. And I think I, I wrote those two things down: self awareness and choice. Because um, it's not just for people that that might have been in your position, but um, you know, people outside your position as well. For sure, and it it's different for everybody, right? Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's environment's different. Some people have it harder than others. That's that's unfortunate. But again, it, you can you got to figure out what you want to do and find the right people that can help you but do it for yourself and and i think you know we we had um her name's carrie rose she was actually one of our first guests and she um lost her son to addiction he overdosed and so we had her on and she's doing a lot of work um in the substance abuse and recovery field um in prevention and she shared or reminded us that you know substance abuse and and uh, addiction is no one's immune from it, right? It doesn't matter how great your family is, how wealthy you are. Like it, it, it really is an equal opportunity killer. And and so, um, you know, it's just I think it's really important to note. For sure. And and there's people too, like you know, genetics. Some of it plays a role. That some people are just struggle more than others with mental health, and you know they have to be medicated or whatever. But when I, when I say choice, just choose. Hopefully, choose whatever route you need to choose that's going to get you better Absolutely. and find those right skills and coping skills. And it, and it takes time. Like it's, I could sit here and be like, Oh yeah, no, I used to, I, I drank and I, and I did this and now I'm a fireman and I have a family and life's great. No, I had to, I had to work at this. Like I had yeah. to work oh, yeah. every day and, and understand and, and it's still a bad days, but we all do. It's sure. just, just, I like to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like the game. So we talked about your wife. She's a game changer. She is definitely a game changer in your life. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, she's okay. <laughs> she's but, you know, one of the things that, you know, you shared in the episode I was listening to on another podcast, you talked about Miss um, Adam, your your principal when you were in high school. Public um, school. Public school. Public school. Yeah, right. Okay, so, so you are from, I don't think we went over this. You are from, are you in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So listeners, he's in Canada. So in, in the U.S., so we, um, so we are high school, public high school. Um, how old were you? 
I guess when Miss Adams, which that so how old I was so well, I was in grade two. Ah, grade so that two was... to grade four. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so when you say public school, you're talking about what we call elementary, the yeah. little ones. Elementary, same okay. thing. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So that makes sense. So, because um, you talked about, and we're just going to kind of backtrack a little bit about your experience in elementary or what you call public school oh, elementary yeah elementary oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how you had a lot of anxiety yeah just uh i really i heard that and, and and the reason because as a school counselor you know danny and i both work at the elementary level so i when you were talking about your story in elementary school um and we'll let you share that in a minute i was like oh wow i see that in some of our kiddos and, and so i just thought it was really interesting knowing where you are now and what you um, kind of how you started off in elementary, um, I thought that was a really cool thing uh, to, to talk about. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It it just stands out. The more I do podcasts like that, Miss mm -hmm. Adams kind of comes in. If I get asked <laughs> a question, I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, there's somebody. And it was in like grade two to grade oh, wow. four, I believe she would have been my principal. Um, and for whatever reason, and this is probably another good thing to point out for your listeners is like I had, a, I had a good childhood like I had no we'll say reason to have like some sort of fear and anxiety of going to school and being separated from my parents right like they weren't harming me at home there was no abuse nothing just for whatever reason I was so shy and I didn't want to be especially in grade two and I joked like I, I missed so many days there's got if there was a record book for that I guarantee I hold it I didn't even you, you fake go. sick oh fake like, an injury non-stop <laughs> To the point where I'd go down to the nurse's um, office and they'd phone home because I knew that my dad was a, on shift work. So I knew he'd be home and he'd be like, no, just leave. Like, I got to the point, like, just leave him there. And I just sleep. I'd fall asleep. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was so bad. And I would, they dropped me off and I would chase the, the car. Yeah, down the oh. street. Um, and you if I, <laughs> yeah, right. And, and if I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not alone on this. And if I didn't, uh, if I didn't go to school that day, and a parent on my street was going to pick up their kid, I'd just go with them and I'd go pick up like my buddy. Like it was nothing, but yeah. I just couldn't couldn't be without like my parents or like an adult for some reason. There was days where I would go, but I wouldn't function. I wouldn't do anything. And they thought, okay, we'll give them. You know, I, I can't remember the drug they put me on, and then I just wasn't myself even at home. I wasn't outgoing. I wasn't anything. And again, I, I point out my, my childhood was great and I was playing hockey. I was active. Weekends were street hockey all day. Like your kid, you, you don't have any real responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I struggled. But Miss Adams, she was the principal, like I said, she never was like angry or, or came down on me. She'd just be like, what do you need? <clears throat> and like, listen, kind of. And I, it would always, most of the time, and I can, it's one of those things I can remember as a kid, because you always have a hard time remembering that kind of stuff way back. But I, I would just say, no, nothing, I just need to sit here. And there was times she'd just let me sit there, and she'd sit with me, and she wouldn't say anything, right? <laughs> and it's like, okay. And for for whatever reason, I still had that love at home, but I just sat there, and she would just sit with me. And sometimes she'd end up getting me to go back to class. She didn't really do anything like you need to do this, this, and this, and this is why, and that's why. It was just another person that supported me. It was almost like she understood that for some whatever reason, I don't feel like I fit in or something. So I was very quiet. 
Um, so that always stuck with me, like so much so when she left, I think it was like grade four, we had a big assembly for her, and I spoke at it. Like this kid, oh, awesome. that, this kid that couldn't even go to school uh, in grade two is up speaking in front of like, you know, 100 kids and singing songs and stuff. And it was something as simple as that. I, I always remember it for that. She was always nice to me, always every morning. Good morning. How are you? And made sure that she connected with me. She just had that, I guess, <clears throat> ability, which and is, I seems, guess, as an educator, fantastic to have. Yeah, and, it's, and it seems like she just opened herself up to listen if you wanted to talk. And she was just there to, you know, support you. And, you know, maybe it was, you know, maybe she was just understanding, like you said, but maybe she was just kind of just being an ear out just in case you wanted to listen. And I think that maybe that little bit of respect, you know, was was grown between you two, you know, that day. Would would you say just, you know, for educators, just making sure that they, you know, maybe spend the time to listen with with students and not so much just quickly, um, you know, redirect like a lot of us do quickly redirect. Um, would you would you say, you know, listening was maybe her best aspect? Oh, 100%. And that's the thing, too. Again, I had that connection at home. I had my mom and my dad and I have a brother. But, you know, after so many times you cry wolf because you're sick and then your parents are like, OK, just, you know, leave them there. But she didn't she didn't she might have seen that like, OK, you know, they're they're kind of fed up. Let's get through this. But how can I help? Because this is my role and my responsibility when he's here from the hours of, you know, nine till two or whatever it is. Yep. Um, yeah and and listening and listening like now in general especially in in mental health is huge so many times like so many times someone goes hey you know i'm going through this and this and you're like oh well here's what i did I'm like that's not what i want that's not what i want to hear yeah nobody wants point. to hear that right because they're going to shut down even more if you can just sit there, there's nothing wrong with sitting in silence, which so many people are so terrified of that. They have to say something. But if you don't listen, then you you do that whole sympathy thing, right? Oh, mm -hmm. well, look in the bright side, blah, blah, blah. Try empathy. Right. right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so for those of you who don't know the difference between empathy and sympathy, can you just give us a little? Well, I'd say like just listening and something like, an empathetic response to like um i'll use a, i'll use a i think i heard this from like brene brown it was something like um hey you can't the woman the person says you know i i i can't i can't have a, a baby or I had a miscarriage yeah. right and the, the the sympathetic response sorry is well at least you can get pregnant right the empathetic yeah. response is hey i don't know what that feels like I don't know what you're going through, but if you want to talk about it, you know, I'm here to listen, right? It's, it's, but we don't, un, we don't understand that, or a lot of people don't understand that, right? And we're all guilty of it. Right. right. I do it from time to time. And now more than ever, it's since I've been on that multiple calls podcast, he has a huge following. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and I just try and do like, do you want advice or like advice or an opinion? Or an ear. Yeah. Or am I just sitting here? Right. And if I sit there and then sometimes like, no, I want advice. Like, well, I can't because, you know, I'm not a counselor or I'm it's out of my wheelhouse or and then I'll do the Here's what I did. Or if I've been through a similar situation. So understanding those. Well, it sounds big. like you meet them where they are. Like you don't assume that they're at a certain place. Like you first just kind of listen and meet them. You kind of take their lead. And, and I, yeah, 
Yeah, and and you and you know, but like I have no, I have no counseling background. I have no, I have no like formal training other than like some peer support stuff in, in mental health um, that I can help like see signs and symptoms or whatever. But I just try and be human, like mm-hmm. just take a human response. Yeah, and that needs to be on a chart. <laughs> that that needs to be. Yeah, it really. Yeah, especially I in agree. this world, like which we won't even get into politics and world right. leaders and what's happening. <laughs> <clears throat> so they need uh, empathy, but uh, yeah. they need, yeah. Anyways, I could go off for forever on just being a, a human and a good listener. And same. Well, I think I kind of want to go into just a little bit. So, like, say I'm I'm a teacher, or you know, I'm a friend of someone, or you know, I feel like a student's going through a hard time, or if it's if it's not just a student, I think it's going through a hard time. It might be a group of students, or you know, a friend group. How how do I get you know, if I want to be that listener, just to say that I'm here and I'm I'm here to listen or I'm here to support you any way I can, how would you kind of go about, you know, bringing up that conversation either with a student or with a friend, um, you know, that's an adult, uh, just just to let them know that you're here for, you know, their support, or is it just let them know? I and, just tell and them. Just, yeah. Right. Like, I notice you're having a hard time. Anything I can do to help, you know, it's 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 pretty straightforward. And even if it's just okay, I appreciate that. Because a lot of the time, most people, I think, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Right. right. Well, I can get you resources if you need them. And even if you can't, I'll look them up for you kind of thing. Like, I will help you through this situation if they want to talk about it. Um, and again, that's what, like, this whole, the peer support stuff we do in the, with the fire service. That's kind of my role is, like, someone calls me, I need something. What do you need? You need resources? You just want to talk, opinions, advice. Mm-hmm. But I think it just starts with just being there but not everyone has that switch right it's tough it is very yeah. tough to understand how to be to be empathetic towards others but in my opinion where it starts is that self-awareness piece so the more open you are about your own stuff right and being self-aware about how you feel the easier it is for people to come to you and open up so you don't even have to say hey I'm here because sometimes it'll be like, hey, you you talk about stuff all the time. You struggled and you tell people about it. So I know I can go to you. And that's kind of yeah. what's become for me at least. And you know, and then with self- exactly. like you put that out there. And and that is exactly why I reached out to you. I'm like, all right, he gets it. Like he's a safe person. Like he is talking about it, he's sharing about it. And that is so, so powerful. Um yeah. And when we had um yeah, go on. No, no, go ahead. Well, so we we had a so one of our guests. She's a school counselor um, in our county, and she talked about that about just being vulnerable in education, especially like it's okay to show young people that that you struggled or that you make mistakes or you know to show that vulnerable side because otherwise they're not going to feel comfortable. They're not going to be able to relate to you. Um, and I and I love how you go back to the self awareness piece. Like it's. Uh, I feel like it, it just it comes full circle like it for you to you know go for you to think how you're going to help someone own self-awareness and own choices you have to be aware of your own self-awareness and, and understanding that you know and the way I got to go about this is being there for that person first but being self-aware you know of myself and and, and how I'm going to go about doing those things um, I just liked how we kind of followed up and that kind of came full circle there but I appreciate that you know just how how to open up to people is just let them know that you're there first and, and i think that's you know just to let them know that they have a support system you know i think that is awesome 
it's yeah it's that's all it is is, is opening up talking about it. And i mean you can dissect it and be like body language you know don't cross your arms and don't lean and blah 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 but just yeah giving them that outlet even if it's over text right because some people won't do it nowadays like no one will talk in person it seems Mm-hmm. Um, about stuff but you'll get a text from somebody like i'm struggling like i just saw you 10 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, exactly so it's just one of those things is, is having that uh that self-awareness piece yeah that's how i've tried to kind of navigate life now and it's as you kind of when you're going through your own stuff right and it just fills up and it fills up i think the saying's like you can't read a label from inside the bottle yeah Right. So when you're in it, you have no idea. So yeah, right. Exactly right. You don't know what you don't. Right. You, yeah. Everything's fine. Well, and I love that, you know, you were sharing like you, you just started having conversations with people and you start something started clicking like. The, you know, these people are, are, are doing kind of what I'm doing, but but they're not OK. Like I'm learning a little bit more about them and their cope. You know, clearly something is wrong and they're coping um, with alcohol or drugs or. Um, you know, and I think it really comes down to just us being able to share stories, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially, well, especially people like you are in public figures and people who are in education and in these positions of, uh, you know, where well, they're well known or, you know, they're in positions of power. It's good for other people to see that they're not perfect, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not just the highlights. They're, there's, you know, we, yeah. we've been some stuff. If you can, like, Quickly on the top of your head, who's perfect in this world? Name one person. Sign yeah. No, there's nobody. It's that simple. They can't do yeah. it. It's and that's okay, you know. And that goes in like it's failure. That's fine. Great. Yeah. Learn yes. from it. Like there's and, all of these things that we're not understanding or learning. And again, this is just simple stuff. There's there's bigger things when it comes to you know. Again, we talked about people that have some sort of uh mental health disorder that needs to be medicated right or genetically like that stuff can't just be fixed with a conversation of course but at least you can maybe help a little bit and understand them and not make them an outsider or and i love what you said when you were like you know someone tells you that they're kind of struggling with something instead of just immediately going to oh well this is what i did this is what you should do mm-hmm. like yeah we're not yeah. Yeah, you know, here's a stack of books. Read about it. Like, no, that's right. not. <laughs> yeah, you're you're putting themselves, you're putting yourself in their shoes, yeah. and and you wanted to kind of go from that angle, um, because I think when you do that, you break down barriers, and you're saying, hey, this is this is okay to talk about. You know, feel free to talk to me about it. Um, but I think that's a big thing is being self-aware, but like also being able to break down boundaries uh, of being able to talk about mental health. And yes, you're right. We're getting to, I know I mentioned it earlier, but it, it is mental health has become such a huge thing. And let's continue, you know, with this podcast and with your podcast, Ryan, just to break down those barriers and, and just have people communicate on a regular basis about their troubles or what they're going through and, you know, how, you know, how they're, you know, can be helping people. And, and I think to kind of, you know, I, I made some notes here about, you know, we have a lot of kids, especially, well, just in all grade levels, who, right, they're, they're not, they're not getting sent to the principal's office all the time. They're not a behavioral concern. Like, you know, their, their grades are okay, but that doesn't mean that there isn't, that they're not dealing with something underneath. You know, some kids are really good at hiding it. They're, they're not always on our radar. Um, and so I think it's important to just for educators and for all, for all of us as a community to know that, um, you know, we, we don't always see 
Yeah, there, there's not always an outward cry for help or expression. So it's just kind of going back to Miss Adams, just kind of meeting kids where they are, meeting people where they are. You know, I'm sure Miss Adams wanted to say and do a million things with you in her office and, and lecture and whatever. Maybe not, but um, she she saw you and she knew that's that's not how she's going to reach you. But she knew that wasn't going to help you. Yeah, and exactly. That's, that gives me chills to even think about that. Yeah, it was that something, I guess, it's very little, I guess you could say, that just kind of went a long way. And it's different for everybody, like I've said, right? There's probably lots of kids that miss school because they're faking ill because they're having issues. And it's not that simple that someone listened. And and I'm sure the teachers get frustrated because it is frustrating. You just kind of, you got to find the resources. But not everybody wants help, right? And and like you said, not everybody that, you know, is a, a bad kid or missing school and having these problems now will have them. Like for me, I went, okay, I struggled and anxiety and everything. And then one day we went to the rink, I think it was. And I'd always have to ask my parents, where are you going to be standing? And they're like, oh, we're going to be in the standing in the corner. Like they just said it, right? Oh, we'll be in the corner. I went, okay, cool. And all of a sudden it was like, what do you mean? Okay, cool. You don't care? No, you can drop me off, whatever. And then I'm, I'm a captain of a hockey team the next year. And then I'm, I'm, I'm honors, you know, in a, and I struggled at math and I'm winning math awards in grade eight. And then high school, I'm an honor student. You know, then and then the trauma of my dad dips and I struggle again. And it's a, it's a, I guess a roller coaster, but, you know, you develop and you grow. And uh, and it's just teaching, I think, kids earlier on that there's other things out there. Right. You use hockey as an outlet, use exercising, use whatever it is, teach them how to journal or just open up and talk. So that that helps, I think, a lot if you if you get get it, get it like at the younger age. Yeah. And about I this stuff. And I think for me, being in athletics, it was keeping me structured. I needed, you know, structure. I know I was doing this at this time. I knew I had school. I knew I'm, you know, looking forward to basketball. I was never left three or four, you know, to five hours where I was left to sit and, and you know, do nothing. So I think, you know, having a, a balanced lifestyle as well, you know, staying healthy, eating healthy, you know, you know what you were saying, Ryan, about like fitness and stuff like that, just keeping your a lot your life balanced and, and, and kind of putting your hands in multiple you know, uh, pockets to make sure that, that you're staying structured and, and you're staying uh, life balanced. Yeah, it's 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 definitely for sure balance, whatever it looks like for people, whatever people want to use balance as a definition. Um, but for it's yeah, it's just interesting. And, and the stuff you can just say to kids or as a parent or as an educator, like you just wish that they could understand that a kid they're being made fun of or something, they're being bullied. But like that kid is having a problem too or they're just yeah. being mean and that's like let them just walk away and and understand like that's not your friend that person doesn't need to be in your life and like yeah. i love i'm like i'm you know hockey background hockey dressing room firefighter mentality like i love having fun with the guys and the girls and we poke fun and but there's boundaries there's things you got to understand but, you know, when you're bullying someone to the point where they aren't as a kid, you don't understand. Why are you being beaten up every day? You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Right. You're different, but they're different. Everybody's different. <laughs> so what makes that person better than you is what. But it's just so hard to flip that switch. And parents and teachers just have those conversations like they're they're just having an outburst. They're taking it on you for whatever reason. Right. And some of it's insecurities for their own, you know, and, and some of it is their upbringing. Right. Parents yeah. are just pushing things on kids because of their own their own issues at home, their yeah. own problems well, that they never dealt with. 
and then add social media into that. It's oh, just, yeah. I mean, it is, and that's what I, one thing I, I'm so glad about, um, kind of the way direction we're, we're, we're taking with education is like Danny was saying, we are focusing a lot of work on mental health. So like as a school counselor, I get to go in, this is my dream job. I get to go in and talk to, to young children about their brains and mindset, healthy mindsets and, um, you know, a little bit of the behind the scenes that happens with bullying, you know, what's going on underneath those layers. Um, where like, I know in, in elementary, we, we weren't having those conversations. Like I, you know, I didn't even know who my school counselor was. So, um, I think it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to start earlier, especially with, you know, you, you know, one thing with like, you know, recovery and addiction, you know, we're finding that a lot of that, that comes from it's, it's, right it's a brain disease it's genetics but there's trauma there's usually trauma associated um and, and we're drinking and um substance use has become a coping skill and um you know we we didn't know that you know we that really wasn't made not a lot of people knew that 10 15 years ago where now that's such common knowledge because so much research has been done on it we can start looking at preventative okay how early can we start this prevention piece Oh, definitely. Yeah, childhood yes. trauma—it's huge, and then it, you know, stems into our healthcare system now. Obesity, right? Yes. And like you said, addiction, and like Art. the one of the number one things we're dealing with in this in this world right now is loneliness. Like it's it's rampant. Yep. All right. Especially we're, now with COVID. Yeah, and and we're so connected to our phones and like. Oh. Um, the what that's going to do for our for our mental state and our mental health but like you said it goes back to uh you know people developing these these issues because of childhood trauma and and this like being lonely in general right it's uh it's so sad it is and i yeah like we're so connected but so lonely like i was just yeah. having this conversation with my boyfriend the other day about being on our phones and just what that it's you know it's constant um, cause it really is this second world, Yeah, but there's no real substance behind it, but you're interacting. So I can't imagine being right. I can, I'm like able to handle some of this as a, as a, and as an adult, but I can't imagine having to navigate this as a teenager or a mm -hmm. young, pre, like a preteen. I just, um, it's tough. And, and if parents don't understand it, cause they just never dealt with their own stuff. Cause they, they can't tell me this, this is just a generational thing. Like right. you know, everyone's struggling. Divorce rates are high and you know, obesity, like I said, obesity, addiction, suicide rates are high. Like it's, it's, it's huge. And we gotta, we gotta figure out how to deal with it. And this is just because we're talking about like the loneliness stuff. Mm -hmm. um, some stuff I picked up in my stuff I'm learning. Have you ever heard of the study? It's, it's called rat park. It was done. It was done. Mm -hmm. Like I can't. I can't remember the the doctor's name who did it or what year. But they use rats because I mean they use rats for I guess everything. It's, yeah. All <laughs> they put they put this rat in a cage, and he was by himself. Right. Just he had like one toy and his standard whatever rats have in their cage, and they filled a bottle with water, and a bottle with um, heroin, and he kept going to the heroin. So then they made the cage bigger. They got a whole bunch of rats and they all started having fun together and they gave them toys. And it was, I can't remember the percentage, but the rats still put heroin bottle, water bottle would just go to the water bottle because they had a connection. Mm -hmm. They were happy again. That's kind of the, 
basis of it, just a connection piece. There's right. uh, you can like yeah. you can there's studies in like war times too with stuff like that, right? They're in the the war torn countries are fighting wars. Drugs are rampant, right? Because you're right, right. away from your family, it's awful. There was a study done on this in, in soldiers in I think the first or second world war, and they came back. Most came back addicted to um, I think it was heroin was the drug. And when they all got back and they were together again and had family, it was like six percent of them remained addicted, maybe less. Like I'm, I'm butchering what, I'm, but it's no, the, the, the whole point is, and I don't have all the stats with the years, uh, just stuff I picked up on over the years of reading about like loneliness and stuff. And all of a sudden, these soldiers are fine. Right. They're just like, doing these things because they're in the worst environment possible. Okay. Right? So if you're in a terrible environment at home and you come to school and you're being bullied, like you're not, it's going to be hard for you, right? right? So if you can find, not necessarily remove yourself from that environment, but find those the right people to talk to and then kind of remove some of that loneliness and how you feel, things might change. And, and you know, Danny, I have to bring up our principal. Um, his name's Ryan Stein. Oh, it's another Ryan. Um, he, good people. Yeah, good. Ryan's are awesome. Um, but he... <laughs> He basically he he's amazing, and he um his big thing is finding any and every way possible to connect with kids. He he reminds me a lot of your Miss Adams. Like he he's gonna meet kids where they are. He's gonna make sure they have something to be involved in. If you are not a straight A student, but maybe you're a drummer, maybe you can carry a beat. He has a drum club. He has I mean just all these different types of and even virtually we've been able to keep this up because people are lonely. Kids are lonely. They want to connect with each other more than ever. And so I think just, you know, if you're an educator out there, if you're a community member and you have an, an opportunity to create a place for someone to belong, think about what that can look like. Get with other people, collaborate. If you're a school, get your whole team together and look at what, what clubs, what things are you providing for students and the community to give them a place to be involved and feel like they have purpose yeah it's, it's huge it's so big you should look up um i'm trying to get him on my show but johan hari he, he writes chasing the scream it's about addiction all about loneliness you'd be interested in that okay he's uh he's fantastic he's got a bunch of ted talks and it, it ties in some of the kind of studies that i just or studies or stories i just mentioned he tells them a lot better um <laughs> and he's very educated but uh yeah, he's he's yeah. awesome. He's and we will, book right now. And what I would love to get from you too, we'd like to get is um if you could maybe give us a list of some of the people that you mentioned, and we can put those in the show notes along with your um a, a, a link to your podcast so that people can look up those things as well. Because I mean, I'm, I'm, we've got notes everywhere. Like I'm just <laughs> oh, yeah. I gotta look this person up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan. Like for for our listeners, is there anything that you kind of want to leave them with, um, as far as any last words of wisdom per se, or? What's um, your mantra? Yeah. What's, what's the, your sorry? Mantra? Like, what's oh. your? Like, I guess kind of what Danny was saying. Like, what's your like? What's your your go to? My phrase saying, my, yeah. It's not it's it's not mine per se. I picked this up from uh, I think it was a hockey player actually. Um, and I heard it and I was like, yes, and it's, um, <laughs> be somebody that makes everybody feel like somebody. Yeah. I mean, and that's cool. And it kind of, it, it's self-explanatory as you listen to it. Um, I, I would totally agree. Yeah. 
And then one more, I guess, um, what do you think, in your own words, makes someone a game changer? Someone a game changer. Um, I would say someone that basically is no bullshit. Yeah. And what I mean by that is everything we kind of just talked about, that someone is going to not bullshit you in terms of if they don't know something, they'll go out and find you the answer instead of bullshitting you. Mm -hmm. and they're not going to tell you something just to tell you something again back to that you know having empathy or sympathy response and they live with an intention and a purpose but all of that comes back to being self-aware of themselves and then in turn everything falls into place and you end up with somebody that is self-aware shows empathy and holds himself accountable and holds other people accountable and has a little bit of compassion. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I think we're, we're going to finish on that. Ryan, you know, we appreciate your time so much today. I'm definitely going to take, you know, those ending notes, especially. And then I think I'm going to take away from, from this one, just making sure that I'm more self-aware myself. Um, you know, when I go, you know, about my daily, you know, activities, whether it's, you know, involving someone or whether it's by myself, but more self-awareness is something I'm going to take away uh, from this one. But thanks so much for your time. Holly, do you want to say anything? Yeah, no, just thank you. This, um, I've learned just so much and um, just appreciate the time and you sharing your story so that we can all learn and, and just keep getting better and leveling up. Yeah, so breaking both. down boundaries, getting people talking <laughs> about the about the about the good stuff, about the nitty gritty. Yeah, you guys are doing great. I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time as well, and and letting me talk at you, as my wife says, I do that a lot to people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's what we wanted. We wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. A anytime. And if I can help you in any way with uh, with your stuff, introduce you to people, uh, I will happily do that. Thank you. And and I will say, and this doesn't have to go in the thing, but. Um, so my, I said my boyfriend's a firefighter and maybe this can't stay in the show. He, um, he's looking to do more of like the peer support stuff. Um, so I might have him, you know, I might pick your brain a little bit and just kind of see how you got started in that and just what that looks like in your. Yeah. In our department. Yeah. And everywhere's different, right? Like I had, yes. uh, I had a, an American firefighter email me after that multiple calls and he said, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm trying to figure out how to get, you know, uh, a peer support team going. I got approval from the chief, et cetera. And I'm like, well, it's different Canada, US. I, I don't know. I will look for like what you would need standard wise or what training, but I can connect you with a woman that was on my podcast who's a firefighter and is big. I think she might be in Chicago. Anyways, um, who's big into the, the mental health space and helping first responders. So if there's something there, I maybe can connect them to, to uh, Annette Zapp, who I had on. That's awesome. Thank if I can't you. help. Yeah. You are doing great work. Oh my gosh. Like it just, yeah. Uh, Trying. Very hard. Trying. You are. You're it's awesome. And for, for you to kind of meet with us and, and share some of the wisdom and your experiences, it's, it's been cool. So, you know, thank you again, Ron. It just blows my mind, like the domino effect, you know, and that's what I love about this world of podcasts now. Like I heard you, you know, my boyfriend heard you on the podcast, shared it with me. I reached out to you. You're going to affect our listeners. They're going to, it's just um, such a beautiful thing. Like yeah, not to be a nurse. But it's just, no, it's so cool. Like I said, and, and the stuff you're doing, like 
don't be afraid. Like, and I don't know how much of this you've done. Just DM, just message people. Like I yeah. message, I message oh, Ryan Reynolds please. all the time just for fun. <laughs> and I just send like, Hey, your name's Ryan. My name's Ryan. We're both adorable. <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. have a podcast. And then he doesn't respond, but Okay, what? Like, I have nothing There's to lose. No, like, yeah, exactly. Like, so, yeah, he doesn't have seen on his because he's like super, I guess, important. But uh, and I'm checking every day, like he's gonna respond or something. But but I have gotten like like a yeah. um, Theo Fleury of just hey, can you come on? He goes yeah, email so and so. You know, Clint Malarchuk, another former hockey player, and all these other people, Olympic swimmers, and just like I'll just DM them. I don't know how to yeah. get in touch with you. I'm trying this way, and sometimes they'll send you like here's my assistant. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. We we had one that we did that with. Um, the Holistic Life Foundation is kind of big on the here in the states on the East Coast, and I, I got an assistant, but I kept pursuing. And then even with you, I was like, "There's no like he is probably like you're our like big like I think of you're like our big like celebrity stuff." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that like made your ego for the yeah. night, but. Um, I was like, I'm just, I said, I said, Jesse, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna email. I'm just gonna message him and see what he says. And you got back, and I was like, I went back to Jesse, and I was like, Oh my god! How did she get it? Did she say, Well, my boyfriend's a firefighter, comma, yeah. we're doing yeah. a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. exactly. No, I'm, ha- and that's the thing too. Just like, if these people are preaching, like I'm doing this for the community, I'm doing that and that, like, then they should be right. willing to be like, Okay. And I know people are busy. I got all that. I get it. Um, and stuff gets lost if you've got a million followers because I'm sure they're scrolling through like 150 hate messages because sure, they're sure. wearing a fur coat or they're outside doing something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just stupid. Anyways, uh, so I yeah, just put yeah. myself out there for people. And then what's happened, like you said, the snowball, like the, the people that on my like job, oh, you started a podcast. Like, why? And it's like, oh, I don't know, because of this. And then all of a sudden, you get the odd message from somebody. They're like, oh, Oh, you're listening, or you'll just be sitting in the kitchen, and someone that probably doesn't usually talk about, let's say, feelings, just sits down and just starts talking to you, and you just sit them like, uh, okay, cool. yeah, and they're then all of a sudden you see them liking your stuff, throwing it out there, like listen to my butt. So, yeah, I've had I've had a lot of people make fun of me for my podcast, and I've had a lot of those people reach out to me. Yeah, that's another thing. Right, you just, cool. for sure. And that's that high. Well, they're probably struggling, so I just go, okay. You know, yeah. yeah. You know I'll help they you. Are. I'll help you if you need help. Um, Love it. Yeah, and nothing we talked about today is like groundbreaking. It's just the human approach, right? Like it's that can be that simple again. Yeah. I I agree. and I think that's what we went over today. It it really can be simple. Um, and but at first you you got to take it upon yourself. Um, yeah, to make those choices and be self aware of. Uh, you know what, where your mind's at never wanna... over and over again like continuing to get up you know like yeah. you said it wasn't like you just oh i'm gonna change this and overnight like yeah you ha- you're gonna fall and you just keep getting up and you keep getting up until you know it clicks and then you, you fight another battle <laughs> yeah you know? and, and fail at it whatever yeah. it is whether it's your job but learn from it like our job is train you got to train to get better so you don't mess up on those important calls but you know people don't if you don't want to do that those are the people that give you a hard time for oh i want to do this oh you want to do that and then you do it and they step back mm-hmm. right? so you don't know you don't even know how to do that skill or you don't know how to do this particular job in the office or whatever is your profession right we're just yeah. so afraid of what society is going to say about us it's like just let go of that 
but again it takes it takes a long time i still i still battle with that stuff yeah and and i just kept you know you see so many people unfortunately take their own life and it's like why did you and everyone's circumstance is different but maybe if someone had just listened or just said nothing or said the right they still Mm -hmm. hear something said something and you're absolutely correct it needs to be something simple yeah but leave and leave all this in and i was on a michael i know you guys probably do i was on a michael landsberg i don't know who michael landsberg is he's on tsn in canada he's pretty big um he'd be really good for your show he's wicked he has no bones about depression anxiety he makes like a mark on his arm every time he has like when he goes through a day like his days of no depression today and he'll go x amount of days or i think yeah he's he's pretty good he came on my show and we talked and he had a like his all-time low was he was in a hotel room and he was like i understood what it was like or i understood why people take their own life and i never want to feel like that and he had to use the medication side of things to kind of navigate his uh look him up and if you think it's something you want to talk to i'll put you guys on an email to his i think it's his daughter who kind of handles his stuff but um yeah and, he, and then you. he and I started talking and I was like, actually, I had a similar experience. I understood what it was like one day when I was going through my thing, drinking by myself at home in our new home. And I understood why people uh, took their own life. I wasn't going to do it, but I understood why they got all the way to the bottom. And uh, yeah, anyways, I still have a drink here and there, but I'm self-aware about it now. And I understand yeah. I need it or I want it. I was different in that sense. Some people have to sure. go Right. Like you can go through that thought process of like what's yeah, going on. I can shut yeah. it off. Some people have, you know, they got to go to AA and they got to do all that stuff. Right. And that's just what works for them. Mm-hmm. Anyways. This is great stuff. I'm, I might leave all this in there, but um, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank, yeah we'll, thank you, Ryan. And then I will, um, I'll send you an email, but yeah, if you just want to like share any like resources or people that you think listeners would, would want to look up or, um, in any of your your stuff that we can promote we are so excited to do that yeah i appreciate that yeah i'll send you an email this week i'll put you guys on i don't know if i have i think i just have yours right i don't know if danny's yeah you can just send it to the yeah that's oh yeah that'd be fine and then if you need anything for me like links or whatever for this for me then let me know yeah beautiful all right awesome thank you ryan yeah thank you thank you thank you (laughs) thank you guys take care take care Thank you for listening, and we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you're enjoying the show. If you are Edspire fans and want to know how you can support us, there are a few simple things that you can do. The first one is to go to Apple Podcast and subscribe to us so that you don't miss a single episode. The second would be to leave us a five-star rating. And then the third would be to leave us a comment in the comment section. Doing those things really help support a podcast. And as you know, Danny and I have a mission of spreading inspiration and passion and awareness to educators so that we can ultimately impact the lives of children and families. You can also follow us on Instagram at Edspire Podcast. And then of course, share the episodes with your friends and families. Thank you, Edspire listeners. We appreciate you so much.